As a kid growing up in Perth, Western Australia in the 1960s and 70s, I didn't learn about the Vietnam War from classroom history lessons. Vietnam and the broader Indochina War were on our radio and TV news every morning and evening, and in the front page headlines of our daily newspapers, though I can't claim the precociousness of reading beyond the headlines. From the news and adult conversation, I knew the main combatants were the Americans and communist North Vietnamese. Australian soldiers also fought in Vietnam. We had national service in those days, with conscription based on a birthday ballot. 20-year-olds had to register for the ballot and if your birthday popped up in the lottery draw, you served in the army for two years, with every chance of overseas deployment, to Vietnam. As far as I know, no one in my family was called up or served in Vietnam, my dad and uncles were too old, and we kids were too young. But I did have a footy coach whose birthday came up in the lottery. I recall an end-of-season speech by an older club official, who may have said something blokey along the lines of, keep your head down, son. We boys may have laughed and cheered, all I remember for sure is my coach looked grim. Gough Whitlam and Labour were elected to government in 1972 with a promise to end conscription and Australia's engagement in the Vietnam War. I have a vivid memory of watching Whitlam's victory speech on the TV news and feeling relief. I was 10 years old at the time, but I had already worked out when it would be my turn to register for national service. I was only a schoolboy, and Perth was a long way from the Indochina conflict zones, but with the radio and TV news and newspapers, the Vietnam War felt much closer to home. Hugh Van Supi, Photo via Newscom The years rolled on, as did the Vietnam War, engulfing neighboring countries, until 1975, when the Americans helicoptered a hasty evacuation of their embassy in Saigon, and the city fell to the North Vietnamese forces. One of my chores as a 13-year-old was to tend to the wood heater for our evening hot water. I remember pulling apart a daily newspaper to light under the wood and seeing an editorial cartoon of an Asian farmer squatting in a bomb-cratered rice paddy field. His head was tilted towards the sky, free of American bombers and helicopters, and in a single thought bubble he observed, so this is peace. However, we know the fall of Saigon did not bring peace to the South Vietnamese, who took to boats to escape retribution and oppression under the regime of the new, unified Vietnam. Thousands of Vietnamese boat people arrived in Australia and many resettled in Perth. Under the liberal prime ministership of Malcolm Fraser, we were a more welcoming nation in those days, though let's be honest, there was still racism towards the Rifos. I grew up, left Perth, traveled and worked overseas, and read. My interest in the Vietnam War led me to build a small collection of books on the country and conflict. From Stanley Carnot's weighty 750-page Vietnam A History, The First Complete Account of Vietnam at War, 1983, to Charles Fenn's Slim Leaders of Modern Thought Biography of Ho Chi Minh, 1973. From actual and fictional accounts of reporters covering the Indochina War, like Christopher J. Koch's Highways to a War, 1996, to the Vietnamese author, Bao Ninh's award-winning novel The Sorrow of War, 1991. Through my reading, I learned how the Vietnam War had much earlier roots than the America vs. Communist conflict. It stretched back to Vietnamese armed resistance to the Japanese invasion of World War II. I read how conflict escalated with the return of the French colonialists after World War II, who ignored nationalist demands. And how America and its allies, like Australia, ramped up the war to never-before-seen heights of destruction in Vietnam and neighboring countries, with their anti-communist crusade. Stanley Carnot, Phuong Van Dong, unified Vietnam's first prime minister, as saying, yes, we defeated the United States. But now we are plagued by problems. We do not have enough to eat. We are a poor, underdeveloped nation. Waging war is simple, but running a country is very difficult. 
The Vietnam War from my boyhood perspective was real and frightening. And yet I was safe growing up in faraway WA, unlike the boys and girls of my age, bombed in the villages and jungles of Vietnam, and who can forget the photo of the girl burnt by napalm, running down the road, naked and crying? As an adult, I read and learned more about the war and the mistakes that were made, particularly on the American side. And yet I have friends whose families fled Vietnam in leaky boats. Common sense tells me you don't risk your family's lives unless communism proved to be more of a nightmare than a fairy tale utopia. It's a paradox this boy from Perth can only resolve by reading more about the Vietnam War, by learning from those with a closer connection to the country, its past and present, and perhaps by one day visiting Vietnam, as a middle-aged man. Copyright 2018 Robert Fairhead. Sydney, NSW, Australia. A middle-aged dad and dog owner, Robert is an editor and a writer for Tall and True and blogs at robertfairhead.com. Robert enjoys reading and writing, fiction, non-fiction and reviews, playing the guitar, though seldom finds the time to practice, and riding his bike and swimming laps, when he can. Robert has had a varied career, as an electrician, sales and marketing rep, computer programmer, volunteer dog trainer and wannabe writer. He has also had a one-night stand as a stand-up comic. And B, this piece is also published on the Robert Fairhead's blog at http colon slash slash talentrue.com. Dash. Thank you for taking the time to read this. Should you have a question or comment about this article, then scroll down to the comment section below to leave your response. If you want to learn more about the Vietnam War and its warriors, then subscribe to this blog and get notified by email or your feed reader every time a new story, picture, video or changes occur on this website. The button is located at the top right of this page. I've also created a poll to help identify my website audience. Before leaving, can you please click here and choose the one item best describing you? Thank you in advance.